Welcome back, comic book fans around the world, to another exciting episode of Contest of Champions Live. We decided to remove the Dirty Dan disclaimer, or Triple D, from the show, because Dan never comes on the show anymore. Um, and, and this is probably due to his, uh, his, his seasonal defe- uh, defective dis- disorder. Um, so if anyone has a help hotline or something, please drop us a line. Um, so, you know, uh, so Dan can get some help. Um, if you want to hear the best podcast on the net, attention, uh, audience attention is strongly advised. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Strongly advised. I agree. Um, this is season three of our live version of the show in our 55th episode. Here on the COC, it's our goal to look at everything in the comic book world from superhero fights to our opinions on the best stories that are floating around out there. Feel free to contact us and let us know what you think, or even better, tell us what you'd like to hear us discuss on the show. This is a very important episode um, because this week. We uh, welcome back to the show after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, the the wonderful and sketchy uh, Mr. Eli Anthony. <laughs> How you doing, Eli? I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic, fantastic. Former uh, former COC champ, a um, couple times over, and uh, and uh, and and speaking of COC champs. This is a monumental episode because with us we have a longtime COCer, but who is making his very first appearance on the podcast version. You know him best as the White Marvel, the Pasty Patriot, Dunleavy seventy five, um, you know whatever else you might want to call him. Um, we know him as Billy Dunleavy. How you doing, Billy? Whoa, uh, I'm great. How are wow, you guys? Wow, that's great. That's great. His first line was a burp. That's just perfect. I'm bringing classic to this podcast. Yeah, you are. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you. After Thanks for having me on, guys. After all these years, having you here on the show is 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 a is a wonderful thing. See, Billy was chicken, and and didn't play the first two seasons because he quote didn't have enough time. Um, but he was very active on the forums, and uh, um, and so now he's here. So the the closest that I've ever come to being on a podcast with Billy was when I don't even know why we did the show. Do you remember we did the show with everybody on it? The, yeah, that crazy show. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Oh. And then I remember Billy he called he up. called in, yeah, or something. Dan called him, de- decapitated Dan, called him, and then hung up on him. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was that was terrible. <laughs> that was great and hearing you guys all blasted. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I have no heart whatsoever, but I got to be honest. For the first time, like almost maybe in my life, I actually felt bad. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I did. I was like, oh my gosh, poor poor Billy. What the hell just happened there? Well, I, I kind of stuck grudge against Dan ever since. Oh, there you the go. Comic <laughs> Attack podcast gave Cape some gave Ian some feelings. 
Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And of course, uh, we would be remiss to to uh, to not include uh, your ever dependable host, the Canadian Cape Killer, and myself, Father Jeff. How you doing, Cape? Doing good. Staying How- warm up here in the wintry north. Yeah. How are things up up there? Things going okay? Yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of crazy. We we're having the, we're in the middle of this weird winter storm that's covering like half the country and it's giving all different weird things. We had, last night while I was sleeping, we had these we had like 100 kilometer an hour winds and it actually I should have taken pictures. It actually ripped my gazebo down like it's it it looked like a hurricane went through my backyard. It was crazy. The gazebo killer. Yeah. Blew my table right off the deck and everything. So oh, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's about minus 20 here. Wow. Cool. Minus 20? Yeah. Wow. Is that is that Fahrenheit or Celsius? Celsius. Okay. So what is that? I don't know. Um I I can never remember the conversion. Yeah, my, my guess is it'd probably be in the kind of 20s for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Still still effing cold. Maybe maybe colder, I don't know. I I don't know the conversion. I shouldn't I shouldn't even guess. Right. Right. Well, if if anyone so, out there knows what the conversion is, you, you write in and let us know. Well, it was cold enough. It's, it's we a went, lot of math. We yeah. went for a walk today, and and I made I covered my kids' face up, like I made sure they had no exposed skin because, with the weather up today, there were warnings and stuff saying you know if you're out in the cold for longer than like seven minutes, you can get frostbite. So I made sure we went for a pretty good walk, and I made sure everybody covered up good. It, it was it was freaking cold. Yeah. Wow. But nice. Yeah. Well, did anybody do anything fun this weekend? Any or this week? Anything out of the ordinary? I did. I went actually uh, to a University of Florida basketball game. Oh yeah, I played uh, Missouri. Smoked them. Really? And uh, I uh, uh, was on a college campus for the first time in in many years, and uh, it made me feel really old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forgot how 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 uh, that many young girls look. <laughs> you know, all together uh, like that. Skeezy Eli was uh was 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 scoping out the college chicks. Call campus security. There you go. Hey now. So okay. You know, that's where you, go ahead. That's where you the uh, you quote. Uh, dang, what was that show? Dazed and confused. Oh yeah. The girls keep getting younger. No, I keep getting older, and the girls stay the same. No, I don't know. I can't. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's I. It's it's uh, great line. I keep getting older, and the girls stay the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that fits. That's there it. You go. Something like that. Um, very good. My, my son turned three today. So happy we Happy birthday, Ian's uh, son, Cape Killers, boy, who who Eli. Constantly, is that, is uh, that your call, daughter? Call, calls a girl. <laughs> is, that, is that Lily? No, Sawyer. Sawyer. <laughs> you jerk! I'm gonna <laughs> do it forever now. Yeah, yeah. You've already made him cry tonight. Well, uh, until the kid's big enough to actually you know, be- beat me up, I'm, I'm just gonna keep doing it to piss Cape off. Which is what when only when he turns four. <laughs> well, they're t- they're extra tough in Canada, right? So that's true. That's true. Dude, dude was out in negative twenty below zero, and you're down in Florida. Oh, it's like it's like fifty four. I mean, jeez, <laughs> talk about winter. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I saw this. I, I just have to say this real quick. I saw this movie last night. I don't know if y'all have seen it. It's called It's called Never Let Me Go. Do you know anything about this movie? I don't. It's Never. about it's about it's about it. three years old. 
But it has um, Andrew Garfield. It has uh, Keira Knightley. And it has Carrie Mulligan. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, phenomenal cast. All right? And the story is... I, I thought it was a chick flick. And, I, and my wife put it on our Netflix because... It was like suggested to us because we get, uh, we I mean we get a lot of sci-fi stuff, and so, um, so this movie is about uh, sometime in well, it's actually not a future; it's kind of an alternate reality. It's in the past, actually, but like in the fifties, they came up with a solution to curing all major diseases like cancer and things like that. And basically, the idea is is that they came up with cloning. Um, and so what they do is that they have these schools where kids go and they basically grow up to be to be clones and um, and then when they get old enough then they become then they, they well they tell them what what their what their life purpose is and it's basically just to harvest their organs so that then people can use their organs and and be healthy and live till they're a hundred and hundred and fifty so um so I have to tell you, I mean, it's 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 sad. It's a very sad movie, but it is phenomenal. And if you especially like kind of that, those kind of movies that are a little on the. I mean, it's not really. It's not a sci-fi movie. It, but it, but the concept, the world is is kind of in, in terms of uh, it being it being different. But anyway, I would recommend it. It's really really good. And Andrew Garfield, dude, I didn't realize that guy could act. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's fantastic. Holy crap! You, didn't, you, didn't, you couldn't tell from Spider Man. Ah, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really. He, he just didn't do it much for me. But I didn't like Spider Man. Like I didn't like the movie, but I thought he was a great actor. I liked him better in the social. He was good in the Social Network. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, he's he's fantastic, and uh, Keira Knightley was great. Um, she looks like hell in this movie. So if you're like if you're like really into Keira Knightley, don't don't like get this and be like, ooh yeah, awesome. Um, she 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 looks pretty pretty bad. But um, anyway, it's a good movie. So sorry, just thought I'd throw that in there. Little plug there. I I just did the conversion online. Oh yeah, and good. I, so so you were listening to what I was saying. I no not at all. I couldn't okay. I couldn't uh, I couldn't have been further <laughs> off though. I couldn't have been further off with the conversion. Okay. So it's. It's minus four Fahrenheit. Oh, that's oh. worse. Jeez. Yeah, my math is good with that. So is yeah, it always is it always sixteen degrees off? Is that is that how the conversion works? Uh, no, no, because no. zero degrees Celsius is thirty two degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, see that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's freezing. It's a, it's a, that's the temperature at which water freezes. Oh. So that's zero Celsius. Anyway, all right. Well, and we also right. uh, before we get into the highs and lows, we do have to uh, g- give uh, Tom a little bit of condolences um, because uh, the Falcons did not rise up. They did not rise up. They did not rise up quite enough. Um, some might say that they did not rise to the occasion. Yeah, good. I, I said that. Said that, and 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 others might say that they they could they couldn't get a rise out of the Forty ers or 
or vice versa. I don't know. Okay, let's go to the let's go to the highs and lows. Who are these some <laughs> people who are going to make uh, parody know. porn videos <laughs> next week about exactly. about the NFC yeah, Championship yeah. game? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, highs and lows. All right, so uh, let's, we'll kick off the show with our highs and lows of the week. Everybody on the show is going to select two books from this week's releases. Uh, one that they were disappointed in, and one that they uh, that they thoroughly enjoyed, or maybe somewhat enjoyed, depending on their on their week. Cool. So, who wants to go first? Eli, you want to go first? Eli, uh, I'll go first. Sure, go for it. I didn't. Uh, have, I'll start with my low. It's not really the whole book. I didn't really have a bad book this week. Um, but I, I I can't stand the art in Indestructible Hulk. That was a decent book, but the art, whenever there's an action sequence, it kills me. So the whole artistic team, uh, who's that? Leno Yu and the um, – who's the uh, inker there? Uh, I don't know. Jerry something or other. I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to say it. And the colorist, his name is awesome. It's Sonny Go. <laughs> yeah, you got you guys all did a terrible job. Um, when Hulk is smashing, it just looked like a bunch of scribbles to me. Terrible, terrible work. Really, you but don't like Lionel? You? I don't. The the action wow. scenes were terrible, but the book is pretty good. Pretty good. You know the the story. I like what's going on with Bruce and everything, but the the art it sour taste in my mouth. There you go. Well, quit 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 eating your comic books. Is that, that it? That would be my suggestion. Maybe they should use uh, better tasting, uh, you know, ink. Maybe they should use paste or something. There and you I go. Eat it. There you go. All right. You got a high there, pal. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, we didn't know we we're doing both. At the yeah, same. yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, I got a high here. It's um, uh, Daredevil twenty two. This was a goofy issue. It's it and uh, Spider Man. Uh, superior Spider-Man, sorry, made a guest appearance, and one of, I don't know, I guess it hit me in the right mood uh, for such a wacky issue. Uh, Matt, of course, Matt would be one to get a little bit of a strange feeling with this new Doc Ock Spider-Man thing, but uh, one of the greatest lines is um, uh, Spider-Man's coming after uh, Matt, and he, he's he's not sure why, and um, he's he's hurting or something, and he needs a, a save here, and he doesn't want to have to fight Peter because he's, he's he's one of his closest friends. So Matt's thinking goes, uh, "I can save this friendship with a magic combination of four words that have never ever been spoken in any language in this order before." Thank God for Stiltman. And right at that moment where he's going to have to, he can't run anymore. He's going to have to fight Spider-Man and you know ruin his friendship with the only Avenger that he's really close to. And then right behind where they're fighting, Stiltman is trying to rob some helicopter flying through the air. It's corny and it's hilarious, but it's, it's a great issue. There you go. And, and there's a big reveal with Foggy at the end that I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't read it, but uh, – uh, Matt and Foggy, they, they, they repair, they mend the fences uh, a little bit uh, in this issue, so it's pretty good. So there you go, two Mark Wade books. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go next, Jeff, just because... Uh, Please the, do. Yeah, go for it. 
it's a good segue. Um, so it's funny. It's funny that that Eli picked uh, Indestructible Hulk for his low because of the art. Because I picked it as my high because of the art. Um, Holy moly! Yeah. I, I, <laughs> now, in, anyone who's ever read or listened to any of my reviews probably wouldn't be surprised by that. I'm a huge, huge U fan. Um, as long as he doesn't do his own inking, I like U's work. Um, I really like the the lines that that Eli talked about not liking. Um, I, I find them so interesting. Uh, it's uh, it just it adds this 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 level of detail to the work that's I don't know I think for me it's one of the it's one of the fresh new things well it's not fresh and new anymore because you've been doing it for years but it's one of the fresh new things that's been introduced into a medium that I don't think has had a lot of fresh new things come into it for a long time um, so I find it a little bit refreshing and and also kind of contrary to what Eli was saying I found the story to be yeah whatever I mean it wasn't bad but. I honestly, right now, sitting here without the book open in front of me, I couldn't quote it. I couldn't. I don't remember anything from the story. Um, but I, I, I put it as my high because I just, I, I loved use art and I've kind of missed seeing him on a book and, uh, and, and it's good. I, I, I'll collect you any any title that you is on. I will, I'm on. Um, I'm yeah. reading. I'm reading um, the uh, the latest essential Wolverine t- uh, trade. You know the black and white stuff. And uh, and and it's it's in the '90s uh, during the I guess the Operation Zero Tolerance arc, and you is on there. And it's funny because his art style is so much cleaner back in the back in the '90s. And uh, but it's still I mean it's it's good. It's just different. And I you know I agree with you, Ian. I, I actually I love that issue, and I liked it because of both the art and the and the uh, and the writing. I thought it was. I love what Wade is doing with this series. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. Um, my my low is uh, is Dark Avengers. Um, Dark Avengers is, I think, Thunderbolts um, turned Dark Avengers, and then they just what they did is they just flipped the title to Dark Avengers, and this is issue one eighty five, um, and uh, and and it makes me really sad because uh, Thunderbolts was a good book for a long time. And um, and then it just completely fell apart. And, and this book is a pretty good indicator or a pretty good scale of what's all happened with this team. Um, it's 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 set in a parallel universe, you know, which you know I think for most seasoned comic fans right away would say, okay, oh, and like you know that's yeah. that's never never a good sign. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's almost always like gives the writer carte blanche to basically do whatever the hell he or she wants. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, it makes for some sloppy writing, I find. Um, uh, but the problem here is is that it's kind of a ripoff of, of the old man Logan story um, in the sense that it's set in a parallel universe, but it's it's in New York City. And they've, they've divvied up the city into different sections, and each of the sort of prevailing superheroes has taken over a section. So, you know, Doctor Strange has a section, Iron Man has a section, uh, ben Grimm has a section, that kind of stuff, and they all hate each other. They're like warlords, kind of. Um, you know, which, when I say it out loud, actually doesn't sound like the worst idea ever. But yeah. when you read, you read the delivery of it, and it just sucks. Like it's like, it's it's another one of those. As far as I'm concerned, it's a slam dunk idea that with really, really, really poor delivery. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. You know, they regrow U.S. agents' body and. You know, because you know he's missing his legs and arms and stuff like that, and 
it, it's just there's so much garbage in this book. It, it was it's just truly disappointing. Mm. Yeah, that that I don't know why that title even exists. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. There's there's no point to it whatsoever. I don't think that everything needs to tie into mainstream continuity. But oh my, you have to be able to return to it at least. Do you know what I mean? And right. they haven't. They they've, they've removed this team so far from mainstream continuity. Who's, like, who's on the team now? Is it is it the old Thunderbolts team or is it still that goofy Dark Avengers team? Yeah, no, it's like the only one from Thunderbolts that's still on it in this book is Moonstone. Okay. Um, and then you have that like that alpaca guy or whatever his name is. He's like some kind of a god. <laughs> He's a spider god or something. They make him look like Venom, but he's he's an actual like demigod. They have Ragnarok. They have Scar. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's a disaster. There's there's don't read this book. Don't waste your time or money. Okay. <clears throat> I'll send you my copy. Give me give me your your address in the mail, and I'll mail it to you. No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I don't need that. So. Hmm. All, All right. right. Uh, Billy, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go next. <clears throat> um, my low of the week is, <laughs> it's kind of funny, it's Indestructible Hulk number three. Wow! Holy well, here's wow. the thing. I like Cape Killer. I love uh, Lanil Yu's artwork. But the story, I didn't care for. Uh, I read issue one, and I think I read issue two as well. I can't recall if I did or not. But this issue, those ones I liked. But this issue, I didn't care for. I like the parts in the beginning where they're interviewing the candidates to be with Banner in the laboratory and then the parts at the end, but the, in the middle with the AIM stuff. And it, what was the villain's name? Colin 33? Like, are you serious? What kind of a name is that? That's the AIM guy. Oh, come on. No, what's cool was the other, was the, was the big machine, to, the, the big machine that he's in. That's, and he's oh. using the dead bodies. That was awesome. I just thought the Hulk fighting a giant robot, like seriously, I don't know. That to me was just, it was kind of lame. I didn't, I didn't care for it, but I, I love the artwork, though. I loved it. There you go. Uh, my high of the week was The Black Beetle, number one. Uh, it's a Dark Horse book by Francisco Francavilla. I don't know if any of you guys checked that out or not. No. Billy, could Billy, could you say that name one more time? Francisco Francavilla? No, the name of the book. Black Beetle. The Black Beetle, number one. I almost checked that out. What is it? Yeah, it was... There was a Zero issue that came out about a month ago. Um, it's like a pulp book, like a crime noir kind of book based in like, you know, the 30s or 40s. And there's a, a, a I don't know what to call him, I don't know if you call him a superhero or not, called the Black Beetle. He's almost like a Batman type where, you know, just a regular guy, but lots of gadgets and stuff like that. And it, it does mirror Batman slightly, but it's, it's, it's good enough to be its own thing in my opinion, but... Uh, I love Frank Avila's artwork. You know, he's he's done a ton of stuff. He did some Captain America covers and interiors in the last year or so, and he does a lot of, a lot of covers. He does, but uh, he did the writing and the artwork on this book, and I just thought it was a fantastic book. And if anybody you guys are into crime books and like you know books set in that area, like The Shadow or The Spider, check it out. It's a really really good book. Awesome. That sounds good. I don't I don't I didn't know yeah, anything about it. I didn't know anything about it, so I'll check it out. All right, well, um, let's see. My low of the week had to be, and and this, uh, you know, like Eli said, this was actually uh, this was actually a really good week. Um, there wasn't a lot of lows for me, even even the things that I would have considered lows, um, like some of the X Men books. 
um, were actually not that bad this week. So, um, but but if I had to pick one low of the low, uh, it would be uh, Savage Wolverine number one. Um, you know, Frank Cho is is great with the art. Um, you know, uh, but this this book just feels like it just doesn't feel important. It doesn't feel like it's really doing anything. It, it, I guess it just kind of feels like a Wolverine team up book, and it's and it's him. He wakes up in the Savage Land, and uh, he fights a dinosaur, which that part was a little bit cool. But um, but then um, he teams up with Sh- with Shanna the She Devil, and they're trapped on this island, and they can't get off um, for a variety of reasons, and and they have to fight their way through it or whatever. And so I don't know. I just the, the thing that didn't make any sense was uh, why is Wolverine in the Savage Land? Like he just wakes up there, and that part, uh, I just didn't feel like I, you know, who, who, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't make sense to me why why he would be there, why why make that a mystery? It just it, that part just doesn't seem important to me. But um, but you know, if you like Frank Cho drawing uh, big booby women, then. You should definitely pick this up because this is this is Frank Cho drawing Shanna the She Devil uh, in all of her buxom glory. So, um, so that was that was my low. Um, my high uh, just continues to be Saga. Saga number nine came out uh, this week, and uh, this week uh, we go. Well, this month we go back to the Will, who is who is really becoming my, you know, really one of my favorite new characters. I just love him. I love. The, the, I love Lion Cat and the whole gag of of him calling you know bullshit on the Will all the time and I just it's just great and so the Will has gotten caught up with uh, Gwendolyn who is Marco's uh, ex girlfriend and they're all on the hunt and 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 uh, this ties up a little bit of a loose end which was uh, the Will trying to get. Um, Rescue this this slave girl from uh, Sextillion, Eli's favorite planet, and um, oh no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, so the will uh, uh, gets get, uh, finds a way to to uh, to rescue her, and that's all really cool, and it just continues. To, Saga just continues to be a really strong <clears throat> strong book. The visuals are f- phenomenal. Fiona Staples. It's just so good, and and Brian K. Vaughn just continues to knock it out of the park each issue. So, to me, this is the best book on the stands. Um, so, I, uh, I, I, I think everybody should be reading it. Yeah, I, I will say I think Fiona Staples is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love her her work. She's fantastic. Yeah, are you are you still sticking with this Eli at all? No, not at all. But I see nope. you know I see the covers. And yeah, yeah. They're gorgeous. I mean, and and I and when I was reading it, all of her work is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I would I would highly recommend going back to it um, because I know one of the things that you really didn't like was kind of the graphic nudity that was kind of in that first arc, um, and really the second arc hasn't had a lot of that. So I don't know if he's toning it down a little bit or that's not true though, right? Is it think not? of issue think of issue eight, Jeff, the big guy. Oh well, yeah, that. But Jeff, I mean, are you lying to me? Are you are you trying to get me to go see something that I eyes <laughs> to see? No, I think I think if Eli picked up issue eight, he'd, he'd call you a liar. <laughs> well, it, well, I know, but like, for, for it's not the same. It's not the same kind of. It's not the same. 
<laughs> I think that was worse. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of gross, but um, did, I don't know. Did, did, Ian, did you read? Did you read this issue? Oh yeah. Oh, um, did you did you read the letters page where uh, he printed the actual page that he wrote for Fiona Staples for that for that scene with the giant? No. No, I didn't. I didn't read the letters at all. I go, go, you know, just just thumb through it and read. He he actually prints the what he actually gave Fiona Staples, and and then and then you kind of compare that with what she actually drew, and uh, it's 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 pretty funny. The way that he describes it is pretty funny. Um, so it's it's good stuff. He's he's it's, he's great. It's hard to imagine being her and getting a script that has that kind of stuff written into it, and then she has to go and draw it. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty nasty. So, Billy, are you are you reading Saga? No. Now I read a couple issues and not for me. Okay. All right. Fair okay. enough. Maybe the only two guys on staff that aren't reading uh, Saga. I think you. That well, no, right. Tom. Tom didn't. Tom didn't care for it either. It was his. Uh, it was his low pick of the week. Last um, week. Last yeah. Week before, yeah. He read the first issue and and, and called it his low. Really? Uh, yeah. I only dipped out. Be- I left because the, uh, you know, the uh, the the Johnson to Boob ratio was was way way wrong. And, uh, but all but, right, then you know, don't Brian then, then Vaughan, don't read great story. Then don't read issue number eight. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there like a giant ball sack in that or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's a big. Jeff, it's a big human being. Jeff. Well, I yeah, I blocked it out. I blocked it out. I didn't even remember. But uh, yeah, it's a. It's a. This this giant who they they land on this planet and like there's this giant who just has this gargantuan nasty like tumored ball sack that it, it, <laughs> it's just it's just awful. It's just awful. It's just the, the sickest thing you've ever seen. It's so, but it's it's not. I don't know. I don't know why I distinguish that between you know all the sextillion stuff. Like I don't know. Like if it's gross, it's almost like it's it's okay. But like the I don't know. But I don't care about nudity. Whatever. But it was gross. It was gross. So. Anyway, all right. Well, this week in comic news, a um, couple of uh, of of really good things here that I didn't even actually know about until Ian uh, pulled these things up. So, so have you heard about the the Django Unchained action figures? Um, the 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 action figures from Quentin Tarantino's uh, recently released movie Django uh, Unchained have been pulled off of store shelves um, because some uh, action groups such as uh, Reverend Al Sharpton's National Action Network have condemned the toys as not respecting the historic struggles of American slavery. So, since the recall, prices have skyrocketed with some of the figures being listed for sale on Amazon for $4,000. What? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. I'm pretty sure that Al Sharpton and Quentin Tarantino are in this together somehow. <laughs> that ma- that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Although, wh- why in the world would anybody work with Al Sharpton voluntarily? Yeah, yeah. who knows? Who knows? I mean, really? Yeah. The thing is, too, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know. But the, if you look at the figures, they're they just look like they almost look like Barbies. You know what I mean? Like they're really they're very harmless. Like they're. Oh, so, so so Al Sharpton is basically just boycotting everything Django Unchained. It sounds that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, he has that right, I guess. I'm surprised that they pulled them so fast. Have y'all seen that movie yet? 
I have not. No, I haven't. Eli, have you seen it? Good. No, I, I haven't. I probably won't be. Yeah. Probably. <clears throat> you saw it, Ian? No, I wish. I'm, okay. I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of on my list, but I'll have to wait until it comes out on DVD and watch it. So, well, that's mm-hmm. interesting. So, um, uh, next, it appears as though the next villain to be featured in the upcoming sequel to Amazing Spider-Man was spoiled at the Sundance Film Festival when uh, director John uh, Crocodus is that how you say it? Crocodus, Crocodus. I don't know if it's Crocodus or Crocodus. Okay. Um, he introduced Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin, and there were reports that DeHaan would play Harry o- Harry Osborn in the film, but casting him as the Green Goblin himself was a bit of surprise to to everybody there. So, yeah, he was. He I guess he was introducing the cast to whatever film it was that he was presenting um, at Sundance. Like I can't remember the name of the film, but I know like Daniel Radcliffe was in it, and and a few other people. And then when he got to Dane DeHaan. Who, who everybody knew was going to be, or most people knew was going to be in the new Spider-Man movie as Harry Osborn, um, when he introduced him at Sundance, and he said, and, and, and uh, Dane DeHaan, Green Goblin, right? And, and so then, all of a sudden, everybody started buzzing, saying, okay, well, looks like that's the new villain, and it looks like it's going to be not Norman, but Harry as... Uh, so, I, have to, I have to say, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, about this next amazing spider-man movie because um because they've gotten through all of the origin stuff like now they can just tell a really good spider-man story you know yeah Um, well and they're gonna introduce mary jane's gonna be in it as well yeah yeah so that's exciting Mm -hmm. very cool very cool well the last little bit of of news is that um and i've never heard of this before um but blind box mania you guys know what blind? Uh, I know Ian does, but do you, do you guys, Eli and Billy, do y'all know what blind boxes are? No, I never heard of it. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. This is what they are, uh, because I don't know if you know, but blind box mania is sweeping the world, and it has it has hit the comic world by storm. Um, but I didn't know this. So for those of you who do not know, which would be us, um, blind box refers to a small box which has a surprise toy inside of it. You would never know exactly which toy you're getting. Marvel has been releasing Tokidoki. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Tokidoki blind boxes with many anime versions of the characters. And and Ian cannot get enough of these Tokidoki blind boxes. Yeah, they can't they can't keep them stocked in my uh, in my comic books in my LCS. The really? the own, the um the owner and his son worked there and his son ordered them and the owner was chastising him, saying, "You know, these things are never going to sell. What are you doing? You know, that kind of stuff." Yeah. And uh, and they can't keep them on the shelves. Like they order. He he's when I spoke to him on Wednesday about because I, I, every Wednesday I try to buy a new one. Um, when I spoke to him on Wednesday, I said, "What what the hell? That you're all sold out? Where are they?" Right. And he said uh, they buy five new cases of them every week, and uh, but they're all sold out by the, by Wednesday. So like what, like, like what kind of, what do you mean by toys in these blind boxes? Are they like action figures? Are they just well, different things? Are, or? Well, there's different types, but the ones that I'm referring to, these Tokidoki ones, they're like they're they're basically like little keychain sized superheroes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they're but they're done in this really cool little anime style that that's like, you know, kind of um, gestural and 
yeah. oversimplified versions of, of the real characters. Um, and the, the, I think the thing that people that draws people to it is you don't know who you're going to get. So everyone comes in this little box, and you what can't if you get the same one? What if you get the same one that you got last week? Well, what happens? What happens at my comic book store is uh, they've got they've got about five of them hanging up, right? Uh-huh. And their deal is, is that if you get one that you don't want, you can trade for one of the ones that are hanging up. Oh, nice! Right? So, so there's constantly people that are shifting and trading, and there's always a new group of them sitting there do you know what i mean so and there's so many the variations i think they've created almost every single character in the marvel universe um you know so like i have i have i they're all mine are all hanging off the mirror in my truck um but i can't get enough of these things they're so cool and and supposedly i went and checked out online and they're selling out online as well and now if you go to the marvel website they're starting to make t-shirts for them and all kinds of stuff so Maybe it's more of an international thing as opposed to a U.S. thing, which surprises me. I'm surprised you guys hadn't heard of it. Yeah, no, I've yeah, I've never heard of this before. But I know Disney's on board now too, so Disney's starting to do these blind boxes as well, and they're selling them at Disney stores and at Disney themselves, um, where you know, again, you open the box, and you don't know which character you're going to get inside, and, and there's again, are they're they're kind of like an anime style character. You know what I mean? Okay, so each box has a Marvel character in it. You just don't know which That's one right. you're going to get. Okay. Yeah, so like so so far I have the I'll take a picture and I'll post them online. Yeah. They, I have um I have Vision, Punisher, Invisible Girl, Reed Richards, uh Hulk, Iron Man, and Captain America. I think are the ones that I have. How much are how much are these? Um I think they're like two ninety nine. Wow. Or something. How much are they? Two ninety nine. Wow. Huh. Yeah, they're cute. They're, they're just these cute little collectible things. I don't know. I always, uh, you know, I always buy my stack of comics and I throw one in. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's a fun little surprise to open up and see who you get. And... Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cute. Very I'm surprised cool. the shops don't have them. You should, you should ask them, see what's going on. Yeah. Well, I don't have a shop really. So. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. No, there you so go. There you go. <clears throat> um. Well, that's extremely interesting. I, I've, I, I seriously, I've never heard of these things. So, so, t- so tonight's episode is brought to you by by Blonde Box Toki Doki, uh, <laughs> which is just fun to say. Toki Doki Marvel Blind Boxes. Come on, hey Toki Doki, send us some uh, send us some free samples of this stuff, and we'll we'll help promote them for you. Yeah, seriously, we will totally sell out to Toki Doki. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Moving from Tokidoki to uh, Fight Club. So every week what we do is we create, an, we create a little scenario or use something that's actually happened in the comic book universe um, to create our own version of COC Fight Club. Um, this week's battle... Fight just, Club! Sorry, I just thought I'd <laughs> throw that in there. First rule of Fight Club, Jeff. First rule of Fight oh, Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. This, this week's battle features Taskmaster versus Deadpool. Um... I thought this would be an interesting battle because you know both both of these fighters have been depicted as beating the other based on various writers. So different writers have shown you know Deadpool beat Taskmaster, and then other writers you know so so Way has shown um, uh, Daniel Way has shown uh, Deadpool you know getting the best of Taskmaster, but then I think it was Fred Van Lent. Van Lent, yeah. I think it was his series showed Taskmaster getting the best of Deadpool. So um, you know, and then you have Taskmasters. 
well, I won't say. Never mind. So, who who do you think is going to win between these two? Mm. Taskmaster. Why? Well, uh, old Taskmaster, he he is going to learn from previous encounters, and uh, he's got the cool sword, right? And he can mimic all of Deadpool's moves. But the problem with Deadpool is, you know, if he cuts his arm off, he grows it right back. Well, Taskmaster, he cuts Deadpool's head off. And then he grabs it and he just runs away. <laughs> so he loses in the sense that he has to listen to Deadpool keep talking. Yeah. But it, Deadpool at that point he's just a head. He has no body. Mm. So subdued right there. As long as he doesn't let the, the body get, get get to the head, you know he wins. It's interesting. Deadpool hasn't really made it into a lot of our fights. He never. We never draft him for anything. I think it's because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't buy what Way's selling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think, I think Deadpool has a lot of. He could be turned into a pretty awesome assassin-like character, uh, but instead he's become the comic relief of the Marvel universe, right? right. So, right. Um, yeah. you know, if he was developed in a way that showcased his skills and talents and stuff like that, then I think you'd see him used more often. But mm. he's a bit of a joke. So, mm. Billy, what do you think? I definitely think Taskmaster would win too. Like fifteen or twenty years ago, I think Deadpool would have won. I think I remember thinking. I think it was in the late '80s issues of Wolverine when Wolverine was, you know, pretty highly touted. And I think it was like '87 or '88 somewhere in there. He fought Deadpool, and you know, I thought, oh, Wolverine's going to kill him, and Deadpool made him look pretty silly. But like Cape's saying, now you watch, you, you know, you look at a comic and. Deadpool's more comic relief than he is anything. Like in the Uncanny X Force series, he just pretty much got beat up the whole time. You know, slapped around, stabbed, kicked, punched, and he was just there to make a humorous comment. And I think that's that's just the way he is now, which is sad because I liked him way better before. I think you know the fight happened twenty years ago. I think Deadpool would win, but now I think Taskmaster, like he likes to, you know, he can make moves and fight as he knows their style. So people have a chance. Okay. Well, uh, Ian, how about you? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm torn on this one. I think, um, like Billy was saying, it disappoints me with Deadpool because I see him a lot like Wolverine, in the sense that at one point in time in their comic careers, they were considered like you know ninja like, you know hand to hand assassins who you know could could stand toe to toe with anybody in a fight like a hand to hand or sword or you know melee kind of style fight. Um, and both of them have, I think, gone more to the more writers have gone to their healing factors, and they just basically have them blindly run into a fight and get chopped up, but that come out at the end because they've got a good healing factor, which you know I find disappointing because um, because at one point in time they're both great fighters. Um, the reason why I like this matchup is because I think Deadpool's kind of random approach to things would be. Hard for the ta- hard for Taskmaster to mimic. Do you know what I mean? So I know mimic could could master his fighting style, but I think that I think that Wade is so unpredictable that even he doesn't know what he's going to do next. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not sure if Taskmaster's powers could then mimic that. Um, so I wasn't sure how much they they would cancel each other out, kind of. Um, so I think I think on paper. I would lean Taskmaster, um, but I think in this fight, if I were writing the fight as the writer, I think even though I like Taskmaster a billion times better, 
I think I would probably use what I just said, that scenario, and I would pick Deadpool mm. if I was the writer. Right. I uh, the, the hard part is even in Eli's situ- uh, scenario, how uh, how is that really sub- is that subduing is that subduing Deadpool? Like if you run away with his head, he's still conscious. Yeah, but what's he doing? I mean, it, talking. Well, still, but he's still conscious. But he can, he's he can, he's he can he's bite out of the you. Fight. He can bite you. So you <laughs> hold him by his hair and you just smack him around. He didn't have any hair. You hold him by his ear. <laughs> there you go. You mount his head on a, on a, on your sword and you just hold him over your shoulder, like a like a hobo on a train. That's what she said. I don't know. Um, I, I yeah I I would I mean I would lean Taskmaster in in this in this fight um, because I think um, uh, I I just think his power set has him. To, you know, really, and I think he, I think he definitely has the edge that that Wade doesn't have. Um, but um, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, Wade is not. He's not a pansy. I mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna not try to kill uh, Taskmaster. But um, I just think with the fighting chops, I, I, you know, seriously, I put Taskmaster in the in the in a little bit of a of a different class of a fighter as Deadpool, and. Uh, and and I, I yeah I, I would I would see him getting the upper hand um, in the end, but I think it would be very difficult. I mean I, w- I would see like body parts being chopped off and like put in you know underwater or something like that. That would be the only way to really subdue <clears throat> subdue Deadpool. That's my thought. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. Well. I guess we will know because it's been shown in comics. But. Well, there you go. Well, we just we just we just decided Taskmaster wins. Right there, you go. Yeah, we know better than those bozos anyway. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so let's move on to our our uh, our big fight of the week. That was our little fight of the week. Um, in this segment, a category of fighters chosen in advance. So, example like a flyer matter manipulator a mega level something like that and each guest is going to be asked to secretly pick one fighter who fits into that category to defend against all the other managers if multiple guests pick the same fighter then they can choose to gang up on the other host or guests or do whatever they want um if if the majority of guests vote that a particular fighter violates that week's cap then the fighter will be disallowed and the manager publicly shamed as a cheater there you go we, we will put you in the stocks and like throw tomatoes at you. That's what we'll the do. The CLC choking. There you go. So last <laughs> week, uh, the, the uh, Tom and Ian and I were were asked to draft one character from the new Illuminati, <coughs> which includes Black Panther, Mister Fantastic, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, and Namor, and. Uh, and the fight takes place in, t- took place in, in Wakanda. Now, to, you know, to be fair, all three of us chose Doctor Strange first, um, yeah. and so when we all choose the same person, uh, that that person goes goes away, and we have to choose a second a second choice. So, so Tom, uh, strangely enough, picked Reed Richards, which uh, I don't think was ever really a a, a, a significant uh, pick. Um, Based on his current continuity, but um, 
But I picked Black Panther, and Cape Killer picked Captain America, and so that's where most of the debate happened uh, throughout the week. And, um, and you know, Cape did a, a really strong job of, of presenting a case uh, and, and, and history. I mean, these guys have gone at it before, and um, and and of and so there was a lot of back and forth about who would actually win this fight, and um, and then in, in kind of the end, uh, Ian pulled out uh, what what he felt what he felt like was the coup de gras, which was based on the newest issue of New Avengers, where. Captain America just kind of very casually throws out the fact that he has the time gem and um from the infinity gauntlet where you know most of these uh all all of the new illuminati have a different gem um with the exception of of a couple of them who who weren't there when they divvied up divvied them up and um and so uh so there was there was a little bit of debate about uh, you know, well, th- there's no contest against against that. But but the strong point uh, was that was that Black Panther is is in his home field advantage here. Um, has all the resources of Wakanda. Knows this place better than Cap does. Um, and you know, and honestly, is just a better hand to hand fighter than than Cap is. Um, and so um, so that that was kind of the gist of of the argument. But uh, I will say that while while I appreciated. Cape Killer's attempt with the time gem. There is no way that Captain America is going to throw out the time gem in a fight against one of his peers. Now, granted, yes, in New, in New Avengers number two, he did throw out uh, the time gem, but that's because there's another world colliding with the Earth. And so he's only throwing it out because, and and he even makes that point in that issue that you know he doesn't he's not he's not doing this lightly he's doing it because there's no other choice and uh, and so he's not going to just in a fight against Black Panther say oh yeah well by the way time Jim sorry you lose um, Cap has never been shown to use that in a in a one on one fight against anybody um, and and it's just too honorable to to pull out. Uh, a, a, a big gun like that. So, you got anything to say, there, pal? Who, me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're you're fucking delusional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> Captain America. I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, Eli, Eli summed it up pretty well before the podcast started when he said, you know, we used to do the power rankings on this show. And Jeff himself placed Black Panther. <laughs> he placed him like at 30 spots below Captain America what? on what? the power rankings. I don't, I don't even know uh, where we are. What are we talking about? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and then, that. In, in, terms of, in terms of hand-to-hand fighters, I posted this on the forums. Black Panther's not even, not even top 10 in the Marvel Universe. Um, you know, like Captain America, without his shield, could, could destroy Black Panther. You give him a shield, then it's it's not even a fair fight. You give him the time gem, and you know it's a whole different story. Jeff is talking about you know how he's not going to use the time gem. Why not? We're not talking about like um, reality warping powers or anything here. All this does is it just changes time. He can go back in time so that he's behind Black Panther and whack him over the head with the shield, knock him out, and the fight's over. You know, like in, in ter- like it's it's not like you know he's 
he's messing with these really horrible things or anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, but anyway, it's, it's, that's, uh, that's all good. I, 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 <laughs> I like, I like Black Panther. I think he's a, he's a more interesting character than Captain America. Um, but uh, there, there is no freaking way, you know, it, it could be in Black Panther's living room, the fight. I don't care. There is no way that Black Panther beats Captain America in a fight ever. Um, you know, it, I know some writers have depicted it that he does. Uh, but like I posted in the forums, too, some writers have also shown Storm beating up Black Panther hand to hand. No powers. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like it's it, you, you can't go by that. It's, it's all based on, you know, kind of. What I always like to do with the COC stuff is you take all of your reading experience and you try to find kind of like a a pattern. Do you know what I mean? Or you try to find like a, a common level with these characters. And as far as I'm concerned, in terms of common levels, Captain America is on a completely different playing field than Black Panther ever will be, like ever. Um, and then you throw the time gem in and it just – it's so the fact that I lost this fight is – very strange, um, <laughs> but uh, but that's okay because well, Gid was arguing hard, and you know it's uh, I, I understand I understand that. Um, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do to get Gid's vote from now on is I'm going to I'm going to only draft black players. That's what I figured I do. There you go. Well, that that is a strategy. Black. That is a strategy. Well, you also Ooh. have to remember. You also have to remember. Um, I don't know uh, which COC it was. Maybe four uh, that I actually drafted Steve Rogers. <clears throat> Uh, so this was actually uh, this was uh, this was a tough one. I only picked Black Panther because it was in Wakanda. Um, I probably would have. Well, and Black it. Panther because Black Panther's so formidable um, in all the COCs we've ever run. He's always being drafted. <laughs> he's such a formidable wow. <laughs> Right. It's like with Eli, or not Eli. Sorry, like with Gid was talking about how strong he is hand to hand, and I don't know what right. he was quoting. I don't know, but. Um, and I said, and he brought up the Iron Fist thing and saying it's not fair. And I'm saying, oh, well, so then you're saying that Black Panther can beat Iron Fist hand to hand. And then, you know, there was lots of silence. Do you know right, what I mean? That right, was never right. talked about again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, Black Panthers, the dude has cat powers. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's like Tigra or Tigra in a black suit. There you go. So, so, oh, so what you're saying is. Never a worse insult has been leveled. Man. <laughs> so what you're saying is we can draft him tonight. What's that? We can draft him tonight. Oh shit! I'm drafting him just to get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well. So, so just to circle back around, um, the ComicAttack.Former.com poll uh, picked Black Panther as the winner with a whopping 71 percent of the votes, um, and uh, Captain America got got 29 percent, and Mister Fantastic got no. Love in this one, and I don't think Mr. Fantastic has ever gotten any love in any COC at all. So the COC, the COC does not like uh, the Fantastic. Just... Well, oh, that's I was gonna say the Fantastic Four, but but yeah, we, we there there are some of us who do love. No, we love one, Sue. Yeah, one one member. So hey, she made it to the finals. Yeah, there you go. Which were stolen from her, but that that's another conversation. All right, all right. So on to tonight's fight. Oh, this is me, right? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, so, so for this week, what we decided was this was a, I found this one to be challenging. Um, so, and I know Eli's in the same boat as me. I think we're just going to have a little bit of fun with our picks tonight. Um, and I know Jeff was having a hard time coming up with a pick as well. So, for this week, where everyone was asked to draft one character whose power is directly related to an animal, 
um, so they can resemble the animal or merely draw from the power of the animal. Um, they, they have to be more than merely just named after the animal, though. And, and you have to be prepared to have your, what we said last week was be prepared to have your character voted out this week if you select some character whose powers can't be directly related to an animal. Um, um, the fight's going to take place in the beautiful green tea fields, which you can find at the base of Mount Fuji. Um, if you if you Google that, you find some pretty awesome images. It's uh, makes a lot of these locations that I've been picking for the fights makes me want to travel a bit more. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's let Billy go first since it's it's his first time on the show, and okay. uh, you know he he's he's never drafted before so. Billy, you Jeff. ready? Jeff, you, I'm ready. Wait, 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 what? You write these in. I'm going to get a drink. Okay, sounds good. Billy, you go first. I am going to say my pick is one of your favorite characters, Jeff. Mimic. Mimic? Why, how yeah, is he an he's a- the biggest... How is he He's the biggest animal? jackass in Marvel. <laughs> Wait, what was that? He said the mimic was the biggest jackass, and that's why he has animal powers. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote that one down and let you pick again, there, pal. Okay, what about uh? <laughs> Who did he pick? He picked the mimic because the mimic is the biggest jackass in the Marvel universe. <laughs> I make so I'm making him pick again. That's great. Okay, what about the Slim Jim eating Sasquatch? Is he an animal? Sure, oh, he yeah. is. Ask Kate. Okay, they have okay. him up there. Okay, Sasquatch. There you go. Yeah, nice. he was one of my. He was on my radar for picking. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Eli. Okay, my pick is from the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's Russian, and he's a dog. He is both telepathic and telekinetic. Oh boy! It is Cosmo. Wow. Cosmo, the little uh, Russian space dog that they sent up in the early '60s, and he just kind of drifted off into space, and something happened. Now he can speak English and Russian, and he's got uh, telekinesis and telepathy. So he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna speak languages at them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Okay, that's Jeff. Good. <laughs> oh, Jeff, that's Co- good. Co- Cosmo is going to own whatever loser you you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, he has, he has telekinesis, Eli. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, he does. He, uses, he 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 he's used it in some nice ways. Oh, I knew he's telepathic. I didn't know he was telekinetic. There you go. Okay, Ian. Yeah, I'm, my 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 picks a lot like uh, a lot like Eli's. We, I think uh, if everyone gets on the forums, we can have some interesting conversations here. For if for nothing else, to have some fun. Um, I, I pick Lockjaw. Oh, lockjaw. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Lockheed. Nice. No, uh, Lockjaw. I did a little bit more research on him, and uh, and I'm interested in this character because I, really, <laughs> I really think he was. I thought he was just a dog. Um, I didn't realize that he was, you know. Like I guess I should have known if I was smarter, but uh, he 
he's he's one of the Inhumans, and he was transformed by the Terrigen Mists into that. Um, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I'm I'm picking Lockjaw, the teleporting Lockjaw. <laughs> nice job. No, I love it, oh, boy. <laughs> this is the craziest fight ever. Um, well, uh, well, since nobody nobody picked him, really, um, I'm gonna pick the mimic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not really picking the <laughs> Um I, I I really struggled with this. I wasn't sure. Um but but the the person who just kept coming to mind was um was Hank Pym, Ant Man. So I'm picking him. I it's too late, I already typed down Vulture. <laughs> vulture. <laughs> no, yes. Yes. Give Jeff Vulture. No. Isn't Vulture definitely. like eighty years old? <laughs> Exactly, and Hank Hank Pym's just named after uh, an animal. What what does he get from animals? He controls ants. He controls yeah, ants. Isn't that he controls them. Yeah, what? he uses that scientifically. It's not like he's channeling their power. No, he doesn't channel their power, but he he sends ants to attack people. So but that's yeah. not an animal based superpower. Yes, it. How is it not an animal based superpower? There are ants. Hey Jeff, he's an he's evil using. mind controller who can't pick on humans. He's got to pick on little ants. Well. Good luck, Cosmo. Good we luck. Bring it. Rules. Bring it. We gotta use the rules, Jeff. It sounds like it sounds like Eli wants a challenge, so let's let's vote. Uh Billy, what do you think? Ant Man has has animal powers? Uh through uh scientific and electronic means, yes. So you say yes? And Eli so you I say would say I would say no though. What? Come on! <laughs> Billy says I no. I say no. Oh, That's come on! Come on! Yes. Okay. And, and Eli, you, you definitely say no? I say no. Okay. <laughs> Let's, Jeff, that's too bad because I, I was going to – I said yes. See? Um, there you go. But, no, but it's too it's, – it doesn't matter, right? You're outvoted two to one. Fuck. That sucks. Yeah. And, and Jeff, I'm sorry. I mean I think Cosmo could would have no problem with Hank. And you might pick another character that would just whip Cosmo. So, so no, no, no. no. Might, uh, let, let me let me just team, say that. Let me but, just say this. What would happen is is that is that Hank would send the ants to Cosmo, and because these are ants, Cosmo can't control them with his mind powers, and the ants would would cover him in a in a heartbeat, and they would devour his flesh. So, Jeff, there are no ants in Japan. What? What are you talking about? Hey, hey Jeff, know. that's all. That's all. <laughs> That's a, a moot point because your character's been voted well, out. Well, that's true. I just wanted to throw that in there, though. And the only reason the answer. only reason that Billy and Eli, for the record, voted against me is because they were afraid of what. Hey, why don't you pick the ever powerful, undefeatable Black Panther? No, no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So do I get to pick another person, or? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We want to beat up on you with somebody else. Ah, okay. Well, then, if if that's the case, then um. Ah, crap! I, I think Wasp. Shut up! She's not. She's already. She's. She's alive. There you go. Oh, is she? I thought she yeah. was still dead. She. She got resurrected recently. Um. Yeah. Fin Fang Foom is is the answer there. Fin Fin Fang Foom. There you go. Nice. There you nice. go. Fin Fang Foom. Okay, fin I have Fang to come right Fum. out and say this. This is. This is the greatest COC ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I agree with you. This is like a circus. This is awesome. There you go. <laughs> Lockjaw, Fin Fang Foom, Sasquatch, Cosmo. 
I this is <laughs> I don't even know what to do with this. But but here uh, aliens dog. The only thing we're missing is uh, rocket raccoon here. There you go. There you go. All right, somebody kick this fight off. Okay, I will. I will. Yeah. Okay, so what Lockjaw does? Lockjaw grabs onto Fin Fang Foom, teleports him up into the sky, and then unteleports him, so he drops him down on Sasquatch and Cosmo. <laughs> Mind control or not, he's not stopping Fin Fang Foom from falling from the sky, and Lockjaw's the winner. <clears throat> Should we pick a different category? <laughs> That's great. All right, bring it, bring it, Eli. Me, okay. Um, l- little does Fin Fang Foom realize, but Cosmo is a much more powerful telepath than he could ever dream of being. So he makes Fin Fang Foom think he's a, a little French poodle, and uh, the dragon spends the rest of the fight trying to sniff uh, a Lockjaw's butt, like a little dog might might do. And uh, then Lockjaw just he tell he does he teleports him somewhere. Fin Fang Foom's gone. Sasquatch, you know, he doesn't know where Cosmo is because those tea fields, you know, they're high. Cosmo is this dog. He's low. He's walking around and he sees this giant dog lockjaw coming at him. So he's, he's, he's trying to think about that. And Cosmo puts another mind whammy on both of them. And uh, he, he, he basically makes them fall in love with each other. And it, the rest is not pretty, but it, um, it happens. And uh, Cosmo has a little little throw up, and and then he he goes on about his best about about his business there. And if anyone gets close to him with any kind of physical attack, he uses his tele- telepathy. I mean, his telekinesis. And with his powers, he's the security chief of nowhere, right? The base of operations for the Guardians of the Galaxy. When things were getting a little out of hand, he floored the entire team, Guardians of the Galaxy. He just got pissed off, floored them all, just to get their attention. So he's got the power to, to knock these jokers out, uh, lickety split. The only think, real competition is going to be Lockjaw because he can teleport away and then try and you know run away and then come back. I think any one of these three heavyweights fall on top of Cosmo, and he's not using Tela anything to stop them. He's a pancake. Yeah, that's that's right. All right, I'm Bill. sorry. This this dog knocked Drax on his butt. Sasquatch ain't hurting him. God, Drax smacks. Drax right. is a simpleton. Bring it, bring it, Sasquatch. Okay, this is what happens. While Cosmo is fighting the giant dragon and <clears throat> the other guy, can't even remember who it was. <laughs> um. Sasquatch sneaks up behind and pees into his space helmet and drowns him. Okay, nice. then, then Lockjaw wearing a space helmet. Jeez. <laughs> then Sasquatch jumps on Lockjaw and starts riding him around like a horse. He makes him jump on Fin Fang Foom, teleport him away, and then he tears off Lockjaw's head because he has super strength, and that's it. <laughs> So how does he beat Fing, Fing Fang Foom? He forced Lockjaw to uh, teleport him away to some other galaxy. Who knows where? Wherever. The moon. Right, right, right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, see, here's what's really going to happen. Um, because uh, basically Lockjaw and Cosmo will be so distracted sniffing each other's buttholes. Um, and uh, so, 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 what, so really the only real 
kind of threat to Fin Fang Foom is, is Sasquatch. And actually, Sasquatch may, may get in on the, on the butthole sniffing there. So, uh, so I, I really think that really you would have a kind of a circle of butthole sniffers. <laughs> That would just kind of be a be in a circle, and in the meantime, um, <laughs> do you have that image in your head? Do you have that image of the three of them in a circle? <laughs> Sasquatch on all fours, like a dog. <laughs> but sniffing is his rationale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so so what you may not know is that Fin Fang Foom has the power to spiritually possess people and and animals and things, uh, other beings, and so uh, so so what he would end up doing is is that he would actually he would actually possess all three of them, and uh, and 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 have them and have the have them sniff each other's buttholes until they passed out, and uh, and that would that would be the end of it right there. So, wait a minute. I thought Finn Fang Foom was a fry cook now. No, 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 no. He's been he's he's he grew up. He he got a new job, and that is to kick ass. He got a new job. He got a new job, which is kicking ass again. Greeter at Walmart <laughs> okay. now or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So and so then when they all pass out, then he would just step on all of them. So, there you go. Wow, uh, you're right. This that was the best COC fight ever. It's a three way butt sniff. A three way butt sniff. That's 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 what that's what's going down. So, oh my gosh. All right. So so I guess uh, we'll let we'll let the the listeners decide uh, who they would think would win in a fight between Lockjaw, Fin Fang Foom, Sasquatch, and Cosmo. And uh, I, I I can't believe that that fight is actually happening. So. Um, well, just just so Gid knows too, Lockjaw before he was transformed by the Terrigen Mists, he was African American. No, no, <laughs> no, he was no. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Son of a gun! <laughs> just saying. Anything to help you win there, pal. <laughs> That's good. Oh, God. Oh boy! All right, so so everybody head over to our forums at comicattack.former.com and look for the post for this fight, and you can vote on who you think would win between these very astute uh, uh, fighters. Yeah, and, and next week I think the debauchery could get it could reach an all-time low. Um, <laughs> where uh, next week uh, all the guests are are being asked to draft one character. Who is current? Who currently has a physical handicap? Um, so what they like? They might be deaf. They could be blind, missing a leg, anything like that. But the handicap has to have happened either through accident or birth or something like that. It can't be um, like you couldn't take somebody like Doc Ock, for instance, right. and then say you know because he's done these genetic modifications to his body, he is you know he no longer can can do these things. Um, and likewise, too, they have to bring the handicap with them to the fight. So, for instance, you can't look at somebody like Donald Blake and say, you know, he walks with a limp and has the the cane, but then you know turns to Thor. That kind of an right. that kind of an approach. Um, we're thinking more along the lines of like um, blindfold from from the X Men or um, Daredevil or um, 
or forge um, Forge. Yeah, forge. Yeah, those, those types of people uh, were we're thinking. So try and get creative with, uh, with that's that. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's a great one. Because there there are some awesome like characters. Yeah, there there's some awesome characters out there that this that'll be good. Yeah, and, and the fight's going to take place in. Um, <clears throat> I was doing some research on abandoned subway tunnels and abandoned. I was, I was looking at something for the um, underground catacombs in Paris. Um, and it got me looking into some other things, and I found the long, the the the, um, the biggest abandoned subway station in, in the U.S. is uh, the Cincinnati subway. Um, so so the the fight's going to take place in the uh, the abandoned tunnels of the Cincinnati subway, and there'll be a link on the on the uh, the, the page for you, for you to go and click to see pictures and info on it. It's pretty it's pretty neat. Awesome. Cool. Hmm. Sounds good. Interesting. So I hope you guys come back for that. All right. Well, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Billy and and Eli for uh, and, and our and our listeners for humoring us here at Contest of Champions by listening to the podcast. Feel free to tell us what you think of the show by following us on any of our social media platforms, um, including Twitter. Uh, you can find us at COC Podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash COC Podcast. Join us on the Comic Attack forums by going to comicattack.former.com or comment on the post for this episode on comicattack.net. You can also check us out at comicrelated.com and their forums as well. And uh, Or you can just go the old-fashioned route and just email us. You can email us at jeff at comicattack.net or capekiller at yahoo.ca. Good. And we, we record every Sunday night at around, uh, around 9 p.m. Eastern time. And the show is available for download um, early to mid-week on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, leave us a review so that we can give you a shout-out on the show. Special again. Uh, special thanks again goes out to Billy and Eli. We loved having Billy here. It's uh, it's nice to get new blood in, and well, and I guess we can't really call really call Billy new blood, but uh, new to COC, yeah. but longtime friend. Uh, so it was really great. Thanks for coming on, Billy. Yeah, no problem. Have to make it a, uh, a more often thing. Definitely. Yeah, it was wonderful having definitely, you. You definitely kind of set the t- set set a different tone here on the show. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know what that means, but. But there you go. <laughs> I have to. Well, I have to pick up the slack when Brand isn't here. That's right. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'd have to. Ha- we could. We could bring back the Triple D. It would just be the uh, the dirty Dunleavy uh, <laughs> disclaimer. So there you go. <laughs> you know, he's and, the one. Yeah, he's, he's the one talking about people pissing in in helmets and things like that. So yeah, and butt yeah. sniffing and and leg humping. It's all going to happen this week on the fight. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> And go. thanks, of course, to to, uh, to Eli who took a took a couple of weeks off, but came back to grace us with his presence. We love having Eli on the show. Yeah, we do. Oh, thanks. I love being on the show, guys. So we didn't we didn't even we didn't even mess with you that much this week. No, 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 no. I'm 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 kind of waiting for it to happen. <laughs> and uh, and from Father Jeff and myself, Cape Killer here at Coc. Uh, we wish everyone a great week and um, read lots of funny books this week, and we'll see you next week, champions. Butt sniffing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever listening again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get ready to uh. rumble.